Hey, John Harris here with the Rock Metal Podcast. Join me as we get to go behind the scenes into what goes into producing records and making music as we interview some of our favorite and soon-to-be favorite bands. Today we're chatting with Matthias and Marcus of the band Lamori. For fans of the 69 Eyes, Lacrimis Profundiri, Entwine, and Caron, we'll be chatting about Lamori's new album, Neon Blood Fire, produced, mixed, and mastered by Jonathan Mateo at The Grid. We'll get to hear the story about how all of that came to be and so much more. So please stay tuned to the very end. But first, let's check in with our beautiful sponsors. Asher Media Relations, doing public relations for everything loud. For your band needs to be seen and heard in print, online, and radio, head over to ashermediarelations.com. That's ashermediarelations.com. Mention the Rock Metal Podcast and get your band noticed. Syndical Music is a full-service agency for musicians offering record label services, marketing, branding, production, and management. Head over to syndicalmusic.com. That's syndicalmusic.com. S-Y-N-D-I-C-O-L music.com. Mention the Rock Metal Podcast and take your music career to the next level. All right. Well, Marcus, Matthias, thank you so much for coming on. Go ahead and say hi to all of our beautiful listeners. Hello. It's like we practiced. It was at the same time. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Beautiful. All right, so we have this new record that's going to be coming out, uh, Wormhole Death Records, Neon Blood Fire. We've got three singles that are released for it, all ready, complete with visualizer videos, Requiem, Dark Messiah, The Eye of the Storm. Let's talk about this record, Neon Blood Fire. What was the greatest moment for you producing this record? And maybe, you know, uh, share from, from each of you. Yeah, I think uh, the new direction, the new sound, is one of the best things for me, a bit more heavier sound. So that's one thing I really appreciate with the production and the whole process with the songs. Yeah, yeah. the new sound and it has more of an industrial sound to it, heavier also with the vocals and we got to try try some new stuff. So so that was cool. And uh, and also the the recording, we did it in a, in a new studio that our friend Johnny has. So that, that was really nice experience to be there. Mm. in the summer and uh, having a good time eating pasta and drinking wine and uh, <laughs> doing music all day. So that, that was really fun. Wow. And you yeah. still got work done. Drinking wine, eating pasta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it came out. So industrial sounding. You didn't even go in there pretending. Huh. It's just like, it just came out that way. You're just too drunk. <laughs> and, and yeah, it, it's the pasta that does. It, yeah. Yeah. And bloated from all those carbs. You're just like, ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, very cool. So we've got a couple of things here, and I'm pretty sure that's the Johnny we both know. Um, mm. Recording engineer, I believe, still based out of Italy. Am I wrong? Am I right? That's, right, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. It's been a hot minute since I have touched base with him, but uh, his sister production facility is with uh, Donald Christensen in Montreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. And I know that he has the production chops. So I guess I'm, my follow-up question is, we have a new direction. We have a new sound, a bit heavier sound, uh, a more industrial sound, even getting heavier, not just with the guitars, but getting heavier with the vocals as well. What was the decision to do that? And how did you do that? For example, how do you make a guitar sound heavier? Is it actually just a chainsaw? It's not actually a guitar. It's a chainsaw. How do, <laughs> how do you make the vocals sound heavier? We how do you do it, Marcus? Yeah, we we have to push our dear little singer a bit harder, so he, he screamed a bit more. Yes, of course. Yeah. Now it was a decision within the band that we always like the more heavier sound, the harsher vocals, and we've always been like 
middle ground, not heavy and not light, but somewhere in the middle. And we felt like stuck in the middle there. So we wanted to go to the more heavier direction with this. How did that, how did that start? Did it start in the, the demo stages? Did it, was it more of a, a production choice? It's not already in the demos. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I remember I did some some vocal stuff and I sent it to the guys and asked them, could we do something like this in the songs? And the reaction was pretty good. <laughs> I, I did a couple of more with a bit more like the, the growling stuff and uh, yeah. and they liked it. So so we, we continued to work on that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not in all songs, but uh, a couple of songs. So yeah, It's a good mix with the clean vocal singing and all the harmonies, but then the harsher vocals too. So. Yeah, I'm I'm giving it a re-listen right now in this very moment, and I'm remembering now what I was reminded of. It. What's interesting, and I hope you guys take this as a compliment, but it actually comes across almost more gothic. Yeah. I'm getting like '69 Eyes vibes. I'm getting like like that that kind of that kind of vein of stuff. I don't know if you were going for that or if that's if you had a compliment, but that's that's kind of what mm, I'm hearing yeah. right now. Like a typo oh. negative, and maybe yeah. Maryland, you know. Yeah. No. Uh, one okay. of my biggest inspirations was uh, this German band, Lacrimas Profundera. Mm -hmm. I yeah. tried getting them on. Bastards would not say hello. Was yeah. Back. <laughs> I was a very sad little boy, yeah. Ah, genau. <laughs> genau so, yeah. Danke. Okay, very cool. So new direction, new sound, bit heavier, heavier the production. Um... Always been somewhere in the middle, but really wanted to take that plunge. We started getting there by doing the uh, the vocals, actually, and saying, hey, could we do something with this? Now, that leads me to my next question. What was the biggest challenge on the record? Was it working through the carbohydrate overload? Was it... <laughs> I think it went pretty smooth overall. We know Johnny, yeah. and we know the label, and we know each other. What we can it's do it's the and third what we album do. we do together now, so yeah, yeah. we feel so pretty it, comfortable with each other. Yeah, uh, no major hiccups or something. Wow, we had because a clear the biggest, idea. The biggest obstacle maybe was to to, to learn the songs, I guess. Okay, take it's, us through that. Or yeah, because we did the demos and uh, like this is how we would like to sound, and we send them to, to our label and the producers and. Uh, they check them out and they have some small suggestions or they add some things to make them a bit more spicy and they send them back and then we have to learn it. Mm -hmm. It can sound really good, but uh, it maybe sometimes it's not the way we play uh, or we are used <laughs> to play. So we have to challenge ourselves to to get to that new sound. So I think that's yeah. maybe the, the biggest challenge. You know, these demos are pretty good, guys, but I need a single. So... <laughs> something like that yeah <laughs> or, 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 or we be yeah because we write in, in one type of way and you get after you've been writing songs for very long you usually get a bit narrow sighted can you say that and uh, mm -hmm. a producer steps in and can like, maybe broader that a bit and uh, come with suggestions yeah. and yeah yeah so but it's a new way of playing a new way of singing so yeah you have to challenge yourself to explore new new things yeah, a new way of playing, a new way of singing. How is that? How is that translated live? Has it become a, an interesting thing live? 
I think yeah. it has uh, been interesting, yeah, but it's worked very well also live. We have uh, managed to get the, the sound the way we like it to be live. And yeah. it's not 100% as the CD or what you say, but almost the live versions. A live version, yeah, of the sound. Yeah. 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 Now, sometimes a new sound bothers the fan base. They get their feathers get all ruffled and they start clucking. Uh, yeah. Usually not this direction, though. Usually, like, fans of rock and metal, as it starts to get heavier, it, it's usually a good thing. But mm. how has the fan reaction been to the new sound? Great. I haven't heard a bad thing yet, actually. So, no, I a, also a good sign. only compliments regarding the heavier sound. So, right. seems to go, go yeah. well with the audience. I figured. When you go the other way, you know, like... Uh, that's no good. <laughs> it's no good. It's no good. No. It's like, yeah, there's clean singing and a piano on the record. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, can't do that. Uh, no. But the piano's in a minor dissonant key. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're singing about death. Nope. Mm -mm. No. Speaking of singing of death. <clears throat> so we've got this new sound. We have this heavier sound, industrial sound, harsher vocals. But the sound without the content doesn't usually make much sense. Let's talk about the content. What go went into the themes on this record? And maybe this is more of a question for Matthias. What was that inspiration to get harsher on the vocals? Was it independent of the themes? Or were you thinking of lyrical themes and thinking, I got to do something different here? Mm, a bit of both, actually. But uh, yeah, some songs were were in need of some something heavier, I thought. So the the theme of them needed to be, yeah, like a punch in the gut. So I I needed to do something with the vocals to get that through, I thought. So de definitely that. And uh, but also just to make it a bit a bit more spicy, to add a bit of something extra to them, uh, a bit of growl scream at some part, just to make it stand out. And or if just a, a part of the lyrics that I wanted to make bit special right some arabiata mm. <laughs> put some arabiata exactly yes yeah okay fan freaking tastic what was the pasta of choice when you guys were over in italy mm. i love penna mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's good yeah, and, our, and you were probably using our drummer it made a, a kick-ass bolognese oh I didn't. I didn't get yeah. the taste. Like, the he left before I got there. What? Yeah, it was what? a good chef. Mm -hmm. ah, yeah. Beautiful. I'm a chef as well, so we could go on for days about. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. But, uh, carry on. You were yeah. saying? No, I just said that the Italians are very picky with their recipes, so have to yes. be careful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the bolognese was approved by Johnny, so. It was okay. Okay, then it's yeah. cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. it uh, it shouldn't have any spices in it, which is uh, mm. a key key thing about bolognese. Without getting too particular, mm. um, but yeah, no oregano, no basil, no rosemary, no thyme. It's just maybe some salt and pepper. But you got to taste uh, the the milk, the wine, and the the ground meat, whatever it it is. Usually, uh, beef and uh, veal or veal and pork, uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just told them we're from Finland. We just throw everything in there in the pot and eat it. <laughs> they yeah. were like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, um, 
like for example here in north america it's like you go out for pasta and it's like okay i'll take that kind of pasta like spaghetti and that kind of sauce like i don't know a cream sauce in italy it's like no 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 it's spaghetti bolognese like it's like or it's you know that's what it is like you can't it's it's spaghetti carbonara it's not penne carbonara like why would you do that that would never happen no (laughs) in the village where that came from that never would have happened (laughs) no no yeah Okay, but I want to do that now. Okay, but then it wouldn't be. Okay, I got it. I got it. (laughs) Cool. What kind of themes did go into the record? Like, take us through Neon, Blood, Fire. Is this a sentence? Is this three things? What is this record about? It's Yeah, it's three words. And it's really what the old songs are about, actually. That's where the title came from. This. Neon Blood Fire. It's a, it's a bit of a dystopian science fiction horror themes, something like that in, in there somewhere. Uh, so, but also, yeah, some personal stuff as well. So it's, it's a mixed bag of, of things from, from my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, because there was a new sound involved, maybe Johnny had more to do with this, but was there any gear that was used on the record that maybe surprised you? What do you say, Marcus? Yeah, we had some different cool effects for the guitars to spice things up, uh, get some new sounds and make it more brutal. So that was really nice as I'm a nerd for guitar pedals and stuff myself. So You used more analog stuff this time, right? Yeah, more analog stuff and uh, try mixing different amps together to get a correct Lamore sound. So it's right. really nice. Yeah. See, we're, we're careful about our, our, our pasta recipes. We're also very careful about our amp and pedal recipes. Yeah. I had to keep it a secret for Because I was going to be my... selected few. That's right. That was <laughs> my next question is like, how much Saldano 100, how much Rectifier, like where were we at on, you know, the guitar tone? But you can't tell me. Other than more analog stuff. So that's cool. Because in today's day and age, you could have done this whole record. We say on a laptop. Are you kidding? You could have done the whole record on the iPhone that you're currently doing mm-hmm. the Zoom call on because yeah. of the plugins, the drum machines, everything's available now in a compact form. But the decision was made to do analog gear why take us through that i guess it's a different sound Uh, i mean the plugins are great we used some of them of course and they are sounding better and better every day but there's something about a real tube amp that's pushed by a tube screamer and you know you feel the air moving that's you can't beat that no no, and I love. Uh, I guess it's also also a bit something for, for ourselves to, to use the analog stuff when we listen to the music. We know it's analog, so for us it makes a bit of a difference yeah. too. So, so it's it's something for for us too to use the analog stuff. Yeah, it makes sense. I remember back in the day, you know, uh, the tube versus solid state debate. Now everybody's all about the plugins, and it's like, well, mm. the plugins aren't tube, so I guess solid state just won. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know i know the the computer screen looks like tubes there's no tubes in there friend 
Not all. <laughs> More to come, but let's go ahead and check in with our beautiful sponsors. Two Masters is responsible for producing, mixing, and mastering some of the best metal for over the last 20 years. From Meshuggah to The Haunted to Poison Black, Kemper Profiler packs for guitar players, and Easy Drummer expansion packs for programming drums. Two Madsen can take your production to a level previously unheard. Head over to twomadsen.com. That's twomadsen.com. T-U-E-M-A-D-S-E-N. Click contact, fill out the info for your next project, and let Two know that the Rock Metal Podcast sent you. Wormhole Death is a modern record label, publishing, and film production company born in 2008. Getting signed to this label means global distribution, publishing, and marketing with Wormhole Death's roster of global partnerships. Head over to wormholedeath.com. That's wormholedeath.com. Submit your band and let them know the Rock Metal Podcast sent you. How would you guys define success at this stage of your career? I've got some notes that it's, at least with Wormhole Death, looks like quite a few album releases, potentially 10 years. Mm. Maybe even longer. Yeah. I would imagine longer. How trying new things. Mm-hmm. How would you guys define success at this stage of your career? And it could even be on a personal level. Uh, one thing would be we were recently on a tour in Europe for nine days, and the reception we got from the people we met—that's like a big proof of success for me, at least, yeah. because. Everybody was so happy and so welcoming and loved the music and the show and bought merch. So I think it was fantastic experience for us as a band to go to a different country and meet people who can't hardly speak English and they were just so happy to see us. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I, don't know what else. I mean, yeah, people bought merch. That's the, that's the only important thing, right? Now you can go home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks for yeah, buying a T-shirt. Uh, I can go home now. Yeah. yeah. We have enough money for gas. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Glad you love yeah. the music, but uh, could you buy a T-shirt, please? Yeah. 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 What are the only two things you need? People to buy merch and get white girls to dance, and then they'll buy some more merch. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Perfect. Recently on a tour in Europe, reception from people mm. that we met can't don't even speak the same language, but I think that's the the cool thing about music. Mm. Mm. You know, and I think maybe Matias, that's where you were trying to think about something, but that's the cool thing about music. And uh, you know, Marcus, in your in your side, these six strings just took me someplace where we can bond together on a level that doesn't re- yeah. require spoken language, you know. And Matias just like one day you were singing into, I don't know something that wasn't a microphone pretending and now you're singing <laughs> probably still pretending but now into a microphone yeah yeah still pretending but uh, getting there yeah but getting well, there cool okay uh let's head back to working with johnny because i want to get some some follow-up questions on working <clears throat> with johnny um what do you like most about working with johnny don't start marcus uh i guess uh one thing would be his level of expertise, so to say, with he plays instruments himself and he's done it for many, many years. He knows how to get the sound and how to maybe push us a bit. So he's a very good producer to have by your side in the studio and easy to work with, easy going. It's not, I'm the boss, I know everything is <laughs> more like chill, chill dude and easy going, so to say. Yeah, easy going would something I would say to you, very 
relaxed and, and you see you feel relaxed around him it's no rush or hurry with anything you just take your time and and do your thing so he's getting paid by the day so i i wouldn't blame him yeah <laughs> yeah yeah of course yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why that's why it's always late <laughs> no he's italian he was on time he's on italian, yeah, italian time. time i hear they're worse in spain oh they might not even show up at all <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was tomorrow. It's oh. more cool. Yeah, easy going. Knows how to play the instruments. That's an important thing, right? So mm. he's not just coming at it from I don't know, from a perspective where he went to school, so he knows audio engineering, but he doesn't really know what a guitar is, mm. you know, or what a drum is, or whatever. Yeah, no, he knows his way around everything. So it, I think that's important. You can mm. understand a bit more uh, yeah. our side of it too. So. You mentioned that uh, initially the label and Johnny had made some changes to the songs. Um, what kind of changes were those? Did they adjust tempos? Did they adjust keys? Did they shorten, lengthen? What kind of things went into the the additional process, I guess, other than just, you know, putting a mic up to uh, the Lomori Secret Sauce amp mm. collection? Mm. I think actually this time there were smaller changes. There was like some maybe tempo change, maybe... Add uh, add something. Mostly, they took away stuff. <laughs> they they wanted to have it more clean. They said so. Okay. <laughs> so c- cut that part, take that away, and uh, yeah. How do I make so, my song better? Where's the mute button? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's usually when you write, you just want to have everything in there, but sometimes you have to keep it more simple, and, and that's that's I think the thing with this album. Just keep it simple, straight to the point. No, no bullshit. Just make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, the key of the album. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. My son and I are part of a, a mixing group where we get tracks and we mix them. We meet the the producer. Okay. And uh, maybe you've heard of it. Nail the Mix, the URM Academy. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard it. Um, occasionally we get quite yep. the zinger that comes down. And the latest zinger to come down was the new Nickelback album. We've got all the Nickelback tracks wow. now. And I think what surprised me the most was how sparse it actually is. Like they're really like what's there is there and what isn't there is definitely not there. Like they've definitely cleaned out. They've done that process to clean out what, what needs to be there and what doesn't need to be there. Like it's mostly okay. just double track guitars all the way through. There's a point where they have like six tracks of guitar, but at certain points and there's reasons for it and they all have different tones. And so it's like, you know, there's reasons for things, but yeah, to just slam all the, for some reason I was thinking it would just be like the whole thing, the kitchen sink, there'd be like thousand Mm. tracks in there, but yeah, no, Mm. Uh, you have to have the dynamics with, you can't have, like you said, all the guitars all the time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound good. You have to calm down sometimes and go harder another time it's all about about dynamics and make it feel alive i just imagined you on a date saying that it's it's all about <laughs> dynamics baby you gotta add a little yeah. spice keep it spicy and but you gotta come yeah. down then you gotta bring it up you gotta know when to yeah. do it yeah mm-hmm. it fits there also <laughs> what's the number one thing you boys would like people listening to the podcast to do this can be the place where you do the drop that you're supposed to drop. Uh, it can be something spiritual. It could be something that you're just feeling in the moment. It could be all of the above. 
Yeah, what do you say, Matthias? Well, it's so, so typical to say, yeah, go out and listen to our music. <laughs> that's that's what I you're supposed know. to say, though. Yeah, you know? that's that is. It feels so so. Uh, that's where you go. Neon Bloodfire out now via Wormhole Death Records, available everywhere you stream music, including on CD. Come out and check us out on tour. Go to whatever your website is yeah. and order tickets so that I can, you know, finish my basement. Yeah. We're from yeah. Finland. We, we don't like to brag yeah. so much. So we just say, oh, <laughs> if, you, if, 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 you, if you feel like it, you can go and listen to one of our songs, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Call me, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Follow us on Spotify and yeah. step by our Facebook and yeah. write a comment. L- listen to the music and if then we're want. happy. If you want. Yeah, I love that. Follow us on Spotify. So, you know, everyone li- everyone listening in right now, mm-hmm. there's some incredible uh, ways to connect with bands on Spotify that I think are being underutilized um, by the platform, by people in general. I mean, mm-hmm. even, as a, even as a podcast, I got comments on Spotify, just like it would be, yeah. you know, on a social media site on Spotify. It's cool, um, and I want I want more yeah. of of that because that's where we're communicating with people. That's where people are listening. Um, and then go ahead and head over to the rockmetalpodcast.ca. You'll get the show notes for today. All the extra candy, such as the visualizer videos for the singles that have been released. Boys, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And that's it for this episode of the Rock Metal Podcast. And that concludes this season. So thank you so much for joining us. I'd love to hear from you. If you've got something to say, feel free to shoot me an email at therockmetalpodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, hit subscribe in your podcast player, share it with your friends, and I'll see you on the flip side.